0: And stay tuned right now for those two characters of many characters, CBS Radio's Bob and Ray. And now, Bob Elliott and Ray Goulding present the CBS Radio Network. Hello, everyone. You know, oftentimes it's, uh, you read or hear about uh, people quizzing uh, people on the radio about why don't you ever sneeze on the air or do you ever get the hiccups? Did you ever have or, to, yeah. Just as we were on the air now, are very good sound man, uh, uh, formally, I guess. Uh, used to be with us, not counting tomorrow. Sneezed as we went on air, but you didn't even pick it up. But he, he did sneeze. You want to recreate the sneeze, Joe, just so everything is open again, and then? above, boys? This is Mr. Joe old ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. See, it is a kind of a funny sneeze he had, but it did scare me. Comical sneeze. Well, we've had a lot of accidents here today. As a matter of fact, earlier in the day, Kirby airs the strolling accordionists strolled into the uh, young Dr. Malone operating room while surgery was in progress oh, and boy. created no end of havoc, I understand. He did, really? And I saw him in the hall. He said he was going to come in here. I think he did. There he is. And... Hi, sir. What you do there, walk in on the uh, Malone show? No. He He's not saying that. He's chagrined. To Ciro torture, our sound man is talking to himself. Not sound man, he works with tapes. And uh, the uh, transcriptions on the show, he's talking to himself today, friend. So it's a very confused Bob and Ray show that we. Is everything still quiet now? Okay. Well, let's get to feature number one. Sure. Well, uh, What's uh, talking about? Maybe it's something we can help him with. I mean, he might as well. Is it something. Do so you have any problem that you want to bring before Bob and Ray and you're afraid to, Ciro? Just, uh, if you want to answer, hold up your after card first. No, all right, no answer. <laughs> <laughs> what is this first, uh, first feature? First, we're going out to sunny California to uh, the land of make-believe. I was going to say that. Hmm, Wait. Yeah. you want to say it? No. Hollywood. And our correspondent word card is Oh, you can really turn the phrase, Bob. Uh, oh, like you can it. really turn the phrase. Uh, land it, yeah. of make-believe. Huh. Great, great. I think it applies very well to the cinema capital. I hope you're listening, Victor Bruce Cowan. Because if Bob is ever out sick or has a bad haircut and can't come in public, I hope you can turn a phrase like that. Well, I'm trying to learn, Ray (laughs) and (laughs) Bob. Good boy. All right, then, word car. Hi, Bruce. Hi, Bob. Word car is standing by in Hollywood now. So come in, please. Word car. Weird Carr from Hollywood. Today on the set of the new motion picture starring Barclay Overstreet and Betty Cash, titled The Monster That Stepped on Cincinnati. One of the most unusual technical developments in motion pictures is about to be seen here as a mechanical monster strides through a model of Cincinnati as it appeared in 1933. Bartley Overstreet, the star, is standing here with me. I'd like to ask you a question or two, Bartley, about what we're about to view here. We're about to see the... Actually, the climax of this great uh, film. Uh, Because of uh, this particular climax, we even changed the name to The Monster That Stepped on Cincinnati from its original one, which was It Came From Out of the Sink. And as I understand it, as soon as the monster steps through this model of Cincinnati... He walks into the Ohio River... Yes. ...which is uh, being uh, set afire and has gasoline in it. Well, I think it maybe would be better for me to explain the entire uh, set. Now, this set was built uh, to scale of Cincinnati. Uh, It costs over $11 million. One of the most complicated uh, sets ever designed, I understand. Yes, and... uh, the, uh, the pity of it is, of course, that the monster will walk uh, through Cincinnati, uh, knocking down all the buildings and so forth, so that uh, this set will be worthless uh, after the filming. More is the pity. What's that? More is the pity, I said. Yes. Well, uh, I see they're just
1: about ready to, to uh...
0: get to the climax and to kill this monster, uh, we have the Ohio River, of course. Simulated Ohio River flowing by, but it's filled with the gasoline high test, thirty-seven cents a gallon. And at a signal from the director, the river will be uh, set afire. We bought that in New York, and there was a city sales tax on it. Well, we don't need to go into that particularly now. By forty cents a gallon, and uh, what we do is, uh, when the monster steps into the river, Mm -hmm. a stagehand out of view will uh, set fire. Why don't they set? Oops. Get it ready to roll. You're all set to go. Now you'll yeah, we'll music, hear the music, and you'll hear a lot of noise as the monster, who really is normal size, walks through this miniature... Sound! Action! Cincinnati. This is a take. Music! You tell the stagehand to light the river? Light the river! <laughs> Why, didn't light the river? Well, the Why didn't you light the river? Well, a strange thing has happened. The Why didn't you light the river? The $500,000 model of Cincinnati has been completely ruined. <laughs> However, no one set fire to the... Red- Idiots. The director's tearing his hair, and uh, Bartley Overstreet, the star... Why didn't you like the river? ...is practically in tears. Bartley, can we have just a final word from you? Do you know what happened, or...? Yes, they didn't like the river. Well, I understood that, but... Uh, and as a result, uh, The entire set is the, ruined. Uh, the set and the climax of this film is useless and ruined. Well, it's certainly a sad ending to what... Well, Thomas I'll go back and... to the original title and just use the sink set. We'll have the monster go down the sink. Well, our thanks to you, Bartley Overstreet, for explaining this scene that we've just uh, seen blow up in our faces, so to speak, and it's word fire from Hollywood back to bottom room And uh, back here, word, if you ever return to New York, we want you to be sure and meet our dear friends, the sociables. Thirsty people everywhere prefer ice-cold Pepsi-Cola, and because it's light, it refreshes without filling. Charlie... Be sociable. I am, Kay. Pepsi is a favorite of thirsty people from Maine to Hawaii, from Alaska to Florida. Charlie. It's perfect for parties or picnics. So serve Pepsi to your guests. Helpful, but... This is the sociable part. Keep plenty of Pepsi ice cold and ready. Remember, it goes fast because everybody likes Pepsi. Singing still sounds more inviting. May I? Be sociable. Look smart. Keep with Pepsi but singing doesn't say pick up an extra carton of Pepsi today better yet get a case you do that. okay thank you sociables uh I remember Oh, I think it was four or five years ago. Bob and I were at a microphone one day, and we were conducting a, an interview with a person who had a pet tortoise, as I recall. And uh, this... They to uh, trade it, didn't they, or something? That's right. And uh, it gave us an idea. While we were interviewing him, someone called and said that they'd like to make a trade or swap something. Oh, give me the phone. Hello, hello, hello. We're on the air, don't you know that? Hello, Ray. Uh, oh. Kent Lyle Birdley here. Yes, of course, Kent. I am on my way back to New York, Ray. Oh, well, that uh, certainly is good news for us. I to report on my progress. Hmm. All right, well, go ahead, will you? Well, I'm in Moline, Illinois now, and I expect good luck. So this, uh, this caller gave us the idea for a swap shop. And, uh... Well, what it did was establish us, uh... A feature for radio that we've been doing for the past five years. Yeah. Who was that on the phone? He was, uh, Kent Lyle. Oh, Gernsley. The no. world's worst radio out there. He's on a on his way here. He's right? heading towards New York, Robin. No, you know how he talks. I know. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, we're going to have a swap feature here. Today. I'm going to put the bite on you, Bob. I'm afraid so. Sure. Anyone here have anything they'd like to swap over the radio or on this program? Yes. If I, uh, I... Would like to swap an uh, a tache case that I have with the initials uh, B T. Well, what would you like to swap it for, Mr. B T? For one with the initials uh, Z F M. Well, Mr. B T, why would you or possibly want F wa- uh, Q N Finley Quality Network? Oh, wait a minute now. I think we've got a we've got a, a fellow here that uh, shouldn't be. Uh, you work for them? Uh, yes, um, uh, salesman. We have, we have orders uh, out that no uh, nobody from that network should be allowed in here. Mm-hmm. And evidently, you weren't stopped at the door. I got had a ticket. However, as long as you have this thing to swap, why why do you want to swap it? Well, because uh, uh, the initials BT are not mine, and there was a mistake. When the... You mean you picked this up, it belongs to someone else? and No, you yourself... uh, somebody gave it to me as a present. <clears throat> See, they thought that my name, uh, the initials of my name, were B.T. B-T uh-huh. How they could ever come to that to conclusion, realizing that my name is Zachary Francis McGowan, is beyond uh, be on me. Well, uh, if anybody in the audience has such an attaché case, we'll have them get in touch with you You'll leave us your name. I'll stay right here. All right, maybe after this
1: word. We'll find someone. All right. And this word goes like this. Hello, I'm Burgess Meredith. Did you know there are over three million persons in America who are hard of hearing and not doing anything about it? Maybe you or some member of your family is hard of hearing. Unfortunately, well, I've never had this problem some of my friends and family have. Well, a few years ago, your excuse might have been that you didn't want to wear a bulky hearing aid. But today, it's a different story. I've just seen the new Super 60 hearing glasses developed by Mako Electronics. If I hadn't known they were hearing glasses, I would have guessed them to be regular eyeglasses. It's a wonderful way for any hard of hearing person to conceal a hearing loss. There are styles for both men and women. For an interesting free booklet on hearing glasses for yourself or a friend, stop in at Mako or write to Hearing Glasses, CBS. 485 Madison Avenue, New York. Don't wait until your hearing gets worse. It may be too late. Send for your booklet today. Write CBS, 485 Madison Avenue, New York. Uh, you have an attaché case with the initials BT. I want to uh,
0: welcome those new subscribers yeah. to the Bob and Ray show. And, uh, well, what were we saying now? I was uh, asking Mr. Uh, McGonagall, was it? McGonagall. McGonagall. Uh, you have this brief, this attache case with the initials B T, and you'd like to swap it. No one has one. Well, in that case, uh, yeah. I'm stuck with it. So I guess you'll have to take it home. And... Well, uh, in that case, uh, I'd swap a headache I got for an upset stomach. All right. Well, this feature's gone far enough, anyway, sir. And it's been a very good interview. Hi, Bob and Ryan. Yeah. Tex Blaisdell here. Hey, Tex. Uh, do you remember Kent Lyle birdsley no, I don't, Ray. sounds a little like you. That's all? Yeah. And, Is he uh, in the music game as I am? No, he was a famous announcer years ago on all-night programs when they used to sell balloons and things like that. Tomorrow I'd like to introduce a new sound that I have. I think you'll like it. You uh, you can't do it today, huh? I don't think this time today. All right. So you're still working in the music business. I'm still with it. We were talking about you the other morning when we were discussing the program, saying that Tex Blaisdell hasn't been around in years, seems like. So now he has. Yeah. And we'll be back uh, to say uh, so long in ten seconds. Oh, this is Ray Goulding reminding you all to write if you get work. Bob Elliott reminding you to hang by your You'll think we're going home. Bing Crosby and Rosemary Clooney are heard on the CBS Radio Network and KCBS am CBS the San Francisco. That's AMFN, the San Francisco.